Welcome to the Nerd Out and Workout Podcast. Cast, 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 cast. everyone this is coach austin here coming to you with hyper strength and condition here with your nerd out and workout podcast where we nerd out workout and podcast and today i am joined by my very own business partner kim oh my god i forgot how to say your last name Padrio. Padrio. okay hey, i got it right <laughs> aka coach kilo if you've been a long-time listener, you already know she helped me kick off this podcast for the first few episodes, being one of my first few guests. And she is just an awesome coach and human being to be around with. So line up your life. She's a great person to talk to and reach out to. Coach Kilo, welcome to the podcast again. Hey, girl, so great to be back. Thank you. <laughs> you know what's funny is I was a... Uh, um, I think uh, it came up as like a memories or something when we did our uh, video slash podcast mm-hmm. right after the Universal tour and we were talking about it. Oh, dude. You know what's so sad is I forgot a lot of the shit that we talked about on that episode. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think I, I can't like recall that episode either. That was like so long ago. You were talking about you were like, oh, it's like random trivia from the tram. Like, oh, what was the what was the number of the curse stage? Why was it called the friend stage? Oh, you know, what 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 was this? What was that? And I was I couldn't recall a lot of the information until I heard it. And I was like, damn, I really didn't pay attention. During Did, that whole tour. OK, we went on the tour, right? Yeah, we didn't we didn't go to Universal Studios, did we? Oh, oh, wait. Oh, no, no. No, we went, we went on the WB studio. Yeah, the WB tour. tour. Did I say? Oh. Yeah, 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 I, no. Mixed studios, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, but well, you, there's a Universal Studios featured stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a WB tour. No, because I got worried because I'm like, I'm like I, I too don't remember a lot of stuff from that. Weekend. Yeah, no, I don't. It was, it was the only <laughs> thing that I really remember is like taking a picture of the friend's plaque outside of their stage and then um, our, our picture. That I we re- took on the couch. I remember Megan. Oh, and Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> I remember the Megan. Little Batman simulated thing. Megan wanted to. Oh, the Batman thing. <laughs> Bro, I was just yelling Rachel on the green screen. Yes, the Everyone's whole like, time. That fucker's Your having fun. Like, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> that was so good. I gotta look for that. Um. Fuck, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, Megan. When we're waiting in line to watch uh to, to watch Adrian, and then Megan's like, I'm so cold. I'm she, like, and she much, was falling asleep. How much and, longer? Oh, I feel bad because she she drove by herself for a distance and it was not a fun night because it was like raining, it was hella dark and everything like that. So <laughs> for those of you hi, guys, hi, mom, welcome to the nerd out workout podcast. Hey! <laughs> hi, Auntie! Happy birthday. Oh, thank you! it was it yes sure it was. was thank you thank you <laughs> She's so my funny. mom ladies and gentlemen there you go <laughs> so funny uh what was i gonna say um ah i forgot oh yeah for those listeners who don't know what the hell we're talking about if you're new to the show uh we did a podcast episode explain uh what was it we were at socal because one of, one of our members 
he, uh, Kilo's own client and good friend of hers. She actually made it to American Ninja Warrior. So we did the whole thing where we drove down to LA, NBC Studios, and 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 supported her and did all that. And and if if you want to figure out who she was, just just watch the episodes and you'll find out. <laughs> we'll scroll through our archives and look scroll through our archives and you'll you'll see. <laughs> well, long story short, it was a great time, and we did a WB Studios horde. We were slightly inebriated, and we did a podcast episode about it. And that's what we're talking about. Um, but in today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, Coach Kilo's tips for newbie powerlifters. And I know we kind of did something that very similarly, but I want to get Kilo's point of view. And then we're going to go into her little quest and adventure in trying the ketogenic diet. And then we're going to wrap it up with her own tips for people who are just starting out uh, doing any type of strength training program. We know it's pandemics out right now and the pandemics out right now, like, like fucking movie. The pandemic, <laughs> the, with the pandemic, a lot of people are blasting virtual programs. Twelve-week programs. 2020, a man in a bat. <laughs> Damn it. Once All right. upon a time in 2020. Shit, man. We're living the movie. Anyways, um, and then yeah. I think she's give you guys uh, some tips on how to be successful for, uh, for newbies who are just starting out on a strength training program with all the new programs out there. All right. So, Kilo, any, we, 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 uh, to, to kind of segue into this, we are actually having a mock meet next week, are we not? Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. We totally are. Um, the three current interns that we have at the gym um, are with me right now kind of doing the powerlifting portions so yeah 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 um, yeah yeah they're they're learning about how to become a better powerlifting coach and hopefully we can get them certified pretty soon so that they can be actual powerlifting coaches under the USPA um, but we do have a mock meet coming up with them um, we've been going over like kind of climate environment and then talking about rules standards and all that jazz um but all i that jazz all that jazz all that um but i really just want them to kind of experience what um what it's like and mock meets are not really super close to um the real deal the real thing because um i feel like it's just it's different when you're when you're around certain people all the time, like the same people that you train with, and then it's the exact same people that you're, you know, competing with. Um, you don't really have a lot of like outsiders, I guess to say, or people from other gyms and stuff like that. It's 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 a little bit more intimate, but more just to for them to understand the process. Um, so I'm actually having them do. I created this uh, uh, registration form for them, very similar to how one would look like for a legitimate USPA powerlifting meet. Um, I'm going to have lifter cards, just like we did for the mock meet at HSC. Um, and then they have to come in early to do weigh-ins, equipment check. Um, the only thing that I'm doing differently is I'm not requiring them to wear a singlet, just because 
there's not really really a lot of meets that they can compete in now anyways and i really don't want them to have to invest in it and mm -hmm. worry too much about it i want them to be more involved in the process so the only person who actually has a singlet is christian because he's competed in powerlifting before so i did require him to wear one um but for the other two interns i just said like wear pretty much at tight clothing something tight. As, as similar yeah very 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 tight around very the tight. Yeah. tight um <laughs> i want them to just have you know so that they because they they're very aware that anything that's really loose it makes it hard for judges to see which is why you have to wear a singlet like a wrestling singlet in some way so that the judges are able to kind of um, see the things that they're supposed to be looking at so for first time lifters um singlets are so necessary and i know that before like when i went into my first powerlifting meet i was like super self-conscious to put a singlet on um because wrestling singlets are extremely extremely form-fitting and they just like hug every curve of yes. your body and yeah it's so it's 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 just like wearing a tank top and shorts put together so it's basically a, a romper but a sport romper i guess if you will <laughs> it's a sports romper you have to wear a sports romper um but that is because uh like let's say for instance in the squat you're gonna have to perform the back squat as your first movement on the platform um you have two judges that watch you from the side and then there's one judge that watches you from the front so you always have three judges whose only job throughout your the entire meet is to literally judge you <laughs> but they judge you on standard it's not like they're like oh my god her hair looks so fucking weird ugh. today like why did she choose that hairstyle like ugh. Kim Padre on um, the platform oh <laughs> mm. this bitch Ew. did yep. you see how she did her lashes today like what the actual f is going on um it's not that kind of judging they have it's to judge you based off of specific movements because yeah yeah, yeah. you have to uh, you have to look you have to look good your lips have to look good on the platform and that's what they're looking for so specifically your two side judges will be seeing if you squat low enough because there is a standard depth that you need to squat to so that you need to actually your butt has to sink to a certain point in order for that to be considered a good lift and um they need to see that the crease where your hip is at so when you would put your hands on your hips before you know you shake them all about <laughs> that point right there and to where your knee bend is at that's what they're primarily going to focus on and if you're wearing loose clothes or if there's no type of like uniform or no standard for clothing it's going to be really hard to see because your clothes will obstruct the view and um if it's questionable you pretty much the judges are pretty much going to give you a no lift so you want you want a good lift not a no lift and if majority of the judges say that it's a no lift then um you don't get that lift <laughs> then you, 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 suck. you suck for a moment in front of everyone but then it's... you're shit out of luck i'm sorry uh try again next time so but you got three um, tries right per lift yeah so you have three attempts um your first lift is the back squat and then your second lift is the bench press and your third lift is the deadlift and you get three attempts 
for every lift. For newbies, all you really have to worry about is just hitting those those nine lifts total on the platform. Um, for people who are starting to go for records, like American records, national or uh, international records, stuff like that, you can have a fourth attempt, but we're not here to talk about that. So, <laughs> so um, what, for a person who's just getting, let's say they want to sign up for the first meet and then they look at these weight classes, should they cut weight? Uh, for me, what I tend to coach my clients through is I would prefer if you did not cut weight. Um, so uh, new clients that are starting out, the last thing that you want to worry about is cutting weight for a meet in order to fit into a certain weight class. So these weight classes move up this like, uh, well, some of them are kilos and some of them are in pounds. Let's say you have like 132 pounds, your next jump is 148 pounds. So if you're a hundred and if you're 133 pounds, you don't get to, compete with the 132 weight class you have to compete in the 148 weight class um but a lot of people are just kind of like well i'm only like a couple of pounds away you know can i do it can i do it and i say you know if 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 naturally you just happen to be losing weight or whatever it is then by all means go for it but for the most part i do not recommend beginners to cut any kind of weight um it's it's not that serious until you start, you know, competing a little bit more and decide that you want to go for actual records. So if you want to start breaking records, then, you know, go for it. Because I know a lot of newbies who do really, really get into it and they want to start breaking records like right off the bat. And that's totally okay. Um, but I think for new powerlifters, the biggest thing that you want to do is get the most acclimated to your lifts. You want to learn how to do them properly, safely, and correctly. And as once you can kind of figure that out, then yeah, just don't even worry about the weight class. Just fall into wherever you fall in. Don't worry about, you know, your diet and all that other shit unless you're unless you're purposely eating shitty just to eat shitty. But either way, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend cutting. Um, I've had to do water cuts just because my dumbass was like really gung-ho about trying to stay into a certain weight class. So I've done a like a week long um, water cut. I won't get into specifics of this, but I've lost like 12 pounds in less than a week just to get into a weight class. And by meet day, like when I actually had to compete on the platform, um, I felt dead. I just couldn't do it. So train the same as you would handle yourself on the platform. And if you have a really good coach to help you do so that you don't have to worry about weight at all. Don't worry about it. See? Yes. And for those of you <laughs> <laughs> who are, are, uh, are water cutting or thinking about it or have done it before and you're going to do it again, don't go to Cinnabon and order a large Cinnabon after weigh-in. That sounds so and, good right now. And a soda. <laughs> That's what I did. And I got so fucked because of the extra sugar and soda. Oh, I remember that day. We ate a lot bad. of food that day. It was yeah. bad. It was bad. It wasn't just carbo loading. It was like everything loading. No, we ate, like, ate everything we can get our hands on. It was bad. Don't just eat the same as you would usually eat yeah. after a weigh-in. Don't try to go to a Vegas buffet. <laughs> Fuck me. That was horrible. That um, beginners tend to underestimate on meat day is the pressure. 
Um, when you're going into a meet, you're stepping onto a platform in front of an audience and they strategically place you to face the audience. So not only are judges, three judges around you watching your lift, you have a whole crowd of people watching you at the same time. And, um, you know, a, a lot of meets vary, but let's talk about a one platform meet. So there's only one lifter lifting out of time. And let's say there's a crowd of like a hundred people and the announcer is going to call your name up. They might say something about you if they know you like, Oh, this is their first meet, you know, let's give them some energy, blah, blah, blah. And if you've never experienced that kind of pressure before, if you've never experienced that kind of environment, that's something that is kind of going to psychologically and mentally fuck with you. So um, that's why I don't recommend people cutting because there's other things to worry about. You can do the lifts as properly and in the most tranquil setting at the gym every single time. Like you can hit the same number. Um, let's say, you know, you want to like squat 135 pounds. You can squat that all day at the gym. You fucking got it. As soon as you go onto the platform and you realize it is just you and like, I don't know how many pairs of eyeballs are literally just watching you at that time. 135 is going to seem like 300 pounds on the platform. Mm. So with the amount of pressure that you're getting, it's, it's, it's kind of um, better to train under those kind of circumstances than honestly worrying about which weight class you're going to fit into. So um, I save the weight cutting or at least weight management for the more serious uh, lifters that are looking to actually break some legitimate records. But other than that, yeah, please, please don't go trying to cut and everything. Like, honestly, just get yourself to get numbers on the board, um, you know, get, get, get uh, yourself on a spreadsheet on the USPA website and then worry about <laughs> everything else later. You just reminded me of open powerlifting. I still need to get them on the podcast, but we've been trying to set something up, but they have like that whole big ass database of like everyone's mm-hmm. attempts ever in life. Yeah. Like way back when i don't know what else they're doing but that's what i've heard so far um yeah but that's good so how are the are, are the interns ready they're ready to go does zorn have his mankini ready all that stuff like <laughs> step it on the platform you, like, like a mini borat <laughs> just wear a banana hammock dude like don't even worry about it i'll, I'll just I'll, I'll allow it um he gets intern- white lights right when he steps on the platform <laughs> It's three white like, lights. Why are you guys holding up white flag? What the heck? Do you guys even know what's going three, on? Three white lights. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Proceed. Um, yeah, so uh, in in the very beginning of like the, the in-person part of it, um, we did talk about, you know, rules and standards. So they've had to familiarize themselves specifically with the USPA Federation standards and rules. Um, I didn't want to convolute things and give them USAPL standards and, you know, SPL, like all these mm. different federations. So many. I just wanted to make it pretty cohesive because USPA is, um, it's, it's, uh, I feel like it's more widespread. It's a little bit more popular and there's more meets in a lot of places and a lot of people are training under that federation. Plus you and I are both certified USPA coaches so (laughs) it makes it makes sense with with um how they're learning um so 
we talked a lot about, you know, going over commands and everything like that. And that that's another thing I think, especially for um, beginner lifters is, or people who do want to get into powerlifting as beginner lifters, is that there are commands that you have to follow on the platform. Um, and uh, it sounds really weird because you're also judged on how well you can follow those commands. It sounds like obedience training to someone who doesn't know, like, or just right. never experienced powerlifting. It sounds, it right. just sounds like obedience training or rack, sit, good boy. Like you get two <laughs> white lights, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it sounds kind of weird. Um, but yeah, basically that for each of the three lifts that you have, you have commands that you need to follow and you can have a really great lift. Like, let's say, you're about to squat 400 pounds for the first time ever and you perform it properly at the meet and then you fuck up and you like put the squat bar back into the rack too early before the mm. head judge tells you to that's a no lift and you don't get that number secured on like a spreadsheet <laughs> it's, so bad. it's considered a yeah it's considered no, you get a goose egg for that lift um so it it does hurt a lot because the you know people get so excited too especially when it's a pr you get so excited you just you put the bar back and you just see everybody in the crowd like oh so close. <laughs> like oh like no she almost had it. and then you're but, like why um, why is everyone not happy for me <laughs> It, it's kind of like in a way you know it breaks you especially if you're going for a new personal record you're going for a pr for this lift or you know something really really exciting is your first time you just get you know overzealous and you just rack it or you know you do something and you're not listening to the judge's commands and you know you end up getting a no lift it's that's really hard and um that's another thing with people who want to get into powerlifting um is um how it's it, it's so it gets so exciting that it's hard to control like like oh my god i just did it and then you know you rack it and you're like <laughs> and um the, to to um you know your 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 powerlifting coach is hopefully going to be the one who maybe handles you on the day of the meet and and by handle it's the person who's like you know helping you um with your warm-ups helping you um maybe if you need like um uh, a lift off off of your bench press or you know if you need somebody to tell the the judges what your like next attempt will be um so having a coach or at least a good handler there um can help you get through some of those uh, psychological barriers because um the first the first movement that you do is you perform the squat a lot of times um, kind of depending on your judges and stuff like that too. Um, if you miss a lift in your very first uh, attempts on the floor, so let's say you miss one of your squat attempts, it kind of it kind of eats at you for the rest of the meet, and you still have to get through at least six other attempts because you have to go through your bench press and your deadlift. So when people usually miss on the squat, you can kind of see their attitudes change throughout the rest of the meet. And for beginner lifters, if you haven't kind of been in that situation or you're not quite sure how to overcome some of that, it can like kind of derail the rest of your meet. Like mm -hmm. you're just, you're kind of it, it too much into your head. 
you're worried so much that, that you failed a lift and that you don't have a number up there or the number wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. And then it just kind of like slowly eats at you as you start going through your lifts. And then like, you know, like that psychological mind fuck, you go through it and you're like, dang, I don't know if I can finish this. Like, I feel like I feel, I feel so weak. I feel hella stupid or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a serious thing. Cause I've, I've seen it on the platform. I know coach Austin has seen it and experienced it and, um, on the platform mm -hmm. because I've missed lifts too. And some of those times if I didn't have my coach or at least my teammates there with me, it's like, you get so distraught because you really want to go out there and, you know, give 110% and then you fucking fail whether it was like a missed command or maybe, you know, like you, you accidentally lost your balance and something happened, like, especially those little fuck ups, that shit does crazy things to your mind for the rest of the meet. And, you know, you kind of just sit there like sulking and then you finally have a coach to like snap you out of it and be like, Hey, get back, you know, get your head back in the game. Like, let's just try to have a good rest of the meet. So, um, there's a lot of things to unpack there, but basically uh, have a good coach and or a good handler. And if you can have some kind of support system or a teammates with you at the meet, that's, that's going to be huge for you, especially for people that you train with or train around people that know you, that can help you support you, bring you back up, or even just to be like, you know, your, 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 your hype men, you know, just get you, get you fucking hypey for the, for the meet. And um, you know, psychological factors because I think those play into um, powerlifting meets even more than honestly just lifting weight because the lifting weight part if you think about it it's literally just lifting the weight like you whether you miss it or not that's your only job on the platform is just to lift the weight all the other shit that's extra is really the things that um, kind of need to come into uh, they need to come into play throughout your training because mm -hmm. if you're not learning how to come back after fails at the gym if you're not um training on how to um um listen to commands and all that other stuff then your first meet is probably going to be a pretty sucky experience for you <laughs> you're not going to have a good you're not going to have a good time it's all about having a good time your first meet is it not it it really is that's that's and that's why you know when we when we had a bunch of lifters who would sign up for these meets we would roll deep you know the whole hsc squad would come out we'd have like fucking 50 people in the audience so at least they saw familiar faces and you know it was all of us cheering our lifters on you know and helping them get through the meet because we know how much of a um psychological barrier that can be and for people who who want to really do it people who want to go through with it you know they put in the training they put in the hard work they don't want to have their they don't want to have their ego crushed on the platform mm. really like you know you want your lifters to just have a successful first meet as a good way to get your feet wet so they know what they need to work on and then you can just like zero in on those things for the next go around solid advice solid very solid, solid. very toy let's move let's move towards uh your experience right now with with ketoing <laughs> mm. the, the keto mm. the, the way of mm -hmm. uh, the ketogenic dieting of sorts uh yes. how did you get into that 
Um, so I got into it because uh, my partner really wanted to get into it because he um, kind of wanted to just try it out. And I had heard of a lot of people within my circles who were going through it. And to me, I was always kind of like, eh, carbs, I can't. I can't not eat carbs. Like, come on. Like my life revolves around, like I'm a, I'm just one big carb. Like there's, you can't get me to not eat carbs, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, learning a little bit more about it, about, you know, there's, there was this, this, uh, you know, there's, there was a give and take, right? So instead of burning off the carbs, we were going to be burning off fat. And, um, you know, I can pretty much, eat a little bit more protein, eat some more full fat stuff. And um, I think the biggest takeaway for me was just um, reading labels with a better intention, not just to look at it and be like, oh, it's only this many calories. <laughs> I can get away with it. It was more like, oh, shit, like the things that I used to put into my body, like that's a lot of fucking sugar or that's a lot of this kind of ingredient that I really kind of don't want to be taking in in this quantity and in this fashion. And a lot of the times it was more mindless eating. I would just eat a bunch of shit that I was used to plates of rice all the fucking time, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Let's everything, go. Every, everything <laughs> with rice. Like an order me a big Mac, give me some rice. No, that's, oh, that's, shit. That's, just kidding. I would not do that. Um, no chicken nuggets with rice. Um, but ooh, like, ooh. you know, <laughs> You, you, mm. you just get into a groove where you're just eating a bunch of shit and then like these snacks pop up and even some of them that are like labeled healthy or, you know, low fat, low calorie, you realize that there's always going to be a substance. Nothing in life is ever free. So if it says fat free, it's not really free. Like there's going to be other things in there that, you know, kind of just fuck everything up. And it's actually changed a, a lot of my attitude towards, towards food and, um, viewing uh how to make this more of a lifestyle because i didn't want to just kind of go into it as like oh i'm on a keto diet i really wanted to find you know a sustainable way of eating a sustainable um, you know meal patterns and stuff and so far it's going pretty well it's actually even made me contemplate doing like a whole 30 and you know like doing 30 days with just whole foods in my diet so in reintroducing carbs but natural carbs if you will like you know potatoes um solid wow. complex carbs yams shit like that sure, um, but no processed foods yeah no baked bread i would probably stay away from baked bread too just because a lot of the times um with bread you don't even really get like good nutritional value from it mm -hmm. so i would mm -hmm. much rather just have like like brown rice or like you know quinoa is kind of like eh, i you know i kind of i don't know about quinoa, quinoa? but like um quinoa quinoa i don't know about the quinoas i don't know this quinoa quinoa. Me. what uh. is this like a sad version of rice <laughs> like it's like a grade that wanted to be rice and you could do his wish so it's just trying to be its own thing <laughs> it was like you're gonna be a long grain i'm gonna be a circle <laughs> screw you guys <laughs> I'm gonna start my own ball. <laughs> and I'm, and gonna I'm, be and I'm multicolored. I'm gonna be healthier. I, I don't. I don't know about that, but like, um, um, whole thirty. It sounds more appealing than maybe doing something more vegan, just because again of like all the substitutes and processed foods. Like, I'd, I'd want to see what it would be like just to try, like, and and eliminate 
processed foods for a while and focus on actually eating like real food. <laughs> Very good. I don't so, know about giving up like meat like right. completely just yet. Like that's kind of, uh, but you know, at least if I can eat like real meat and real vegetables and real, you know, starches and stuff, then I think it'd, it'd be a good substitute. So starting keto had you kind of reassess how you ate as a whole, which yeah. now kind of led you into venturing into other ways of how you want to change up your eating lifestyle. Yes. Yes, it has. It totally has. And that's I think good. that's, that's really more my takeaway with the success. A lot of people have noticed that like I've, I've lost weight, but honestly, mm -hmm. I didn't really go into it with a desire to lose weight. And I think that's another reason as to why this feels more of like a lifestyle to me is because I'm really not like, oh, I want to be this weight and I want to get down to this. Like, I don't fucking care. I just want to feel good. Like, I want to move good and I want to feel good. And right now I do and I am. And it's a lifestyle that, um, uh, fuck, I'm living right now. It's my life's fees right now. You know what I'm saying? It's my life's like, fees. It's my life, Steve. You know what I'm saying? So oh, it's working and I'm happy with it. We were supposed to get to strength training tips for beginners, but we will say that for another episode because yeah. uh, we're going to have Coach Kilo come on this podcast more often. But any last <laughs> words? Spoiler. Co spoiler. Any <laughs> last words, Coach Kilo, before we move on? Um, I think for all of you guys who are interested in powerlifting or even competing in your first meet, if you were, if you were like on the cusp of it, I don't know if I should, this is your sign. Get into powerlifting, do it. Um, do it. There's a lot of different options for you to even just learn the movements right now. If you have a fucking broomstick or a Swiffer or something like that at home, you can at least get started virtually. Um, find you a really good coach, someone who can kind of get you through it. Find yourself maybe some friends or a good team who are willing to do it with you because that'll help you kind of get into it more. But if you were waiting for a sign, like, hmm, should I get into powerlifting or should I compete in it? Do it. <laughs> just fucking do it. Or just do it. Do it. Do it now. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> thank you, Coach Kilo, for coming on to the show. This is Coach Austin with Hyper Strength and Conditioning with your Nerd Out Workout podcast. And we will see you guys later. Goodbye. Okay, bye.